Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Zolak and Bertrand. Middays on the Sports Hub. Down here on Planet Zero. Look at the game brought to you by Live Nation. Don't miss Shine Down, the Planet Zero World Tour, September 13th at the Xfinity Center. Get tickets now at LiveNation.com. Sean's Patriots post game show. Jim Murray, Joe Murray, and you at 617-779-0985. You want to join us and also talk to our weekly guest here on the Sean's Patriots post game show. That would be one Greg Bedard of Boston Sports Journal. Uh, Greg, where would you like to start with this one? How, you know what? How about this? Do you have any further information on other than what was reported by Tom Pelissero on Mac Jones injured back and the x-rays were negative? I do not. I just, uh, I saw him in the tunnel. Uh, I saw him go to the x-ray room, come back from the x-ray room. People probably saw my Twitter video about it. Uh, definitely walking gingerly. And then I did see him in the locker room. He got showered. And uh, as far as we were told, he was going to the podium, and then suddenly he wasn't, and they announced it as a back injury. So I, I can't recall in my time, um, you know, in the NFL in general, at least with the, certainly with the Patriots, where a player uh, has not been able to, that they thought was going to go to the podium, has not been able to. And you think they would have at least tried to grin and bear it through it, you know, to throw people off, but... Um, no, I mean, they, they know that uh, this is only going to enhance the story, and it has, and you, you have to be concerned. Absolutely. And if there was one particular play that stands out where it might have happened, do you think it was the, he got high load on what was yeah. uh, roughing the passer, but that was nullified by a David Andrews chop block? Was it, was it, it had to have been that, you think, right? It, it had to have been because, you know, it was such an awkward hit, you know, the low-high thing. Um you know, I got to be honest. This I hate coming to the stadium and covering games. Like we have a terrible angle, terrible replays. It's it's hard to, you know, see much of anything when you're at the game. So I'll have to defer to you guys on. I mean, I know he took a couple other hard hits, um, but that one certainly stood out. So you're in that same. I'm sorry, Joe, but you're in that mm-hmm. same Zoe situation because anytime I hear Zoe make the call from the call of the game with Bob yeah. down there, all he does is bitch about the box and how he can't see anything. It's yeah, it's it's brutal. We're in the corner of one of the end zones, and you know what's even worse is that normally I have an antenna that gets the game, and I record the game on my computer so I can get all the replays I want. But there's no reception in this godforsaken place, so <laughs> I couldn't even do that. Did you blind? See the, blind. Did you see the play? Uh, the first inters. And again, I thought they they started strong, right? That everything looked good, crisp. Uh, throw to the back of the end zone. I thought the throw could have been better towards the pylon, but. It's tipped in the air. What did you, from where you were sitting, did you just think it was a bad throw or just a bad tip? Uh, here's where I am on that. Um, I don't love going after Zave, uh, Howard there, the, the Dolphins cornerback. He's one of the best in the league from people who I know around the Dolphins. They said that Howard used to manhandle Devontae Parker in practices. Um, you know, in my opinion, that's where a, you know, uh, a more experienced offensive coordinator has, hey, let, you know, let's let's set things up for say Nelson Aguilar or God forbid Kendrick Bourne. Um, you know, let's use Devonte Parker as a deep boy. If they're going to put Howard on him all game, let's make something. Let's go with a shot play to somebody else. And um, I just don't think you tussle with Howard there because that's that's what you get sometimes. He's that good. Uh, the aforementioned Kendrick Bourne. I'm glad you brought him up. His usage today or lack thereof was that really about formation or is it's this whatever this thing is with the team in Kendrick Bourne is it just an extension of that no no there's something going on with the team in Kendrick Bourne and this has been going on probably for about the last 
you know, four weeks. Uh, from talking to people around the team, the way that I understand it is, um, you know, Kendrick has lost his confidence. Um, he has not lost his talent, which you saw in the 41-yard play. It's all still there. Uh, what, what I understood was last year with the Patriots, Kendrick Bourne had to be brought along um, slowly at times by Mick Lombardi, who was the receivers coach then, who's now in Las Vegas, Josh McDaniels, the offensive coordinator. Like there had to be a lot of, you know, quote unquote hand holding um, with Kendrick Bourne. And, and, you know, he, they had to put, everyone had to put in a lot of work. And it got better as the season went on. Credit to everybody. And then you take out all those people and are they, are they coaching Kendrick Bourne the same way? I would say no. And I think that has led to, Kendrick losing confidence, the coaches losing confidence in him. I was I was watching the sideline through my binoculars right before that play, and I saw both Joe Judge and Troy Brown like snap around like angrily, like trying to find Kendrick Bourne to put him into the game. And he came running on, you know, ran a play and then had the forty one yard play. But even there, that little instance, you could see that there's there's an annoyance, there's a um, unhappiness with with Kendrick Bourne, and I don't know if it's entirely his fault. All I know is, as you saw today, which was, I think, a theme of today, the Patriots don't have enough playmakers, and they need to get their playmakers more involved. So how can they get him more on the field? I think it was more about the offense and the sets that were out there. Like, you know, clearly he's the fourth receiver right now. Um, how can they get him on the field? And, and as Jim pointed out earlier, like he didn't play until what the third quarter, fourth, fourth quarter. Excuse fourth me, fourth quarter. So how how do they get him more involved in in just speaking of the new offense? Is that why he wasn't on the field? He certainly took ownership for anything that's happened after the game today. And I don't know if that's like a call out to the team that he's taking ownership. But what can they do? To, were they only there were only two two receivers and three receiver sets. So how does he get on the field if those are the sets he's they're gotta running? Beat out, he's got to beat out Aguilar. I mean, that's where it started in the summer. Like, he was running ahead of Aguilar, and he got passed by Aguilar, who, you know, I think uh, has a little bit more confidence, has been in the league maybe a little bit more. But I'm telling you, this isn't, this isn't a numbers game. This is a Kendrick Bourne in the coaches situation, and it's on them to make it work. The guys last year made it work. These guys are not. And to me, that's that's the issue. They need to figure that out. And, you know, I don't know how they're going to do it, but he's got to take some of Aguilar's snaps or, you know, he's got to take some of Jacoby Meyer's snap. You just got to figure it out. All right. We have yet to even get to the uh, the play calling, the play of the offensive line, and the defense as well. So we'll touch on that as the Patriots lose the Miami Dolphins 20-7 in Miami today. With Greg Bedard of Boston Sports Journal joining us uh, from Miami Gardens, we'll continue to speak to him Coming up here on the Shaw's Patriots postgame show. Can Patriots lose the Dolphins 20 to 7? More Bedard coming up on the Safety Insurance 98.5 Sports of Patriots Radio Network. Valvoline Instant Oil Change, the best defender in the game against engine wear, provides 15-minute drive-through oil changes and touchless service for busy people. Go to getanoilchange.com to save 15% on your entire invoice and your 15-minute drive-through oil change. Print out the coupon or pull it up on your mobile device. That's getanoilchange.com. Hi, Matthew Slater here. I want to tell you about a special place just south of Boston where great things happen. No, not Foxborough, but AdCare Rhode Island. The small personalized program takes a holistic approach to drug and alcohol treatment, as well as proven therapies to overcome any addiction. It's hard to make that first call for help, but I guarantee that it's not a call you will regret. It is never too late to make a change. Call my friends at AdCare Rhode Island at 1-800-ALCOHOL. At Shaw's, they're perfecting the art of fresh. From mouth-watering marble beef to grill-ready ribs and succulent steaks for any occasion, whether you shop in-store or online. The Shaw's hometown butchers expertly hand-cut and trim your meat right in-house. Crave variety? Shaw's also offers a broad selection of grass-fed, organic, and plant-based favorites. Special orders are welcome, and they're happy to answer any questions you may have. Just ask. Shop for fresh, delicious meats in-store or online. Shaw's. Quality you can taste. I'm Dave Rampone, president of Heart Engineering in Cumberland, Rhode Island. We were founded in 1941, and we've been in partnership with the Carpenters Union ever since. We work in biotech and pharmaceutical facilities. The work is very demanding. We use union carpenters because they're productive, professional, and work safely. 
To win work, we have to be the best at what we do. And the union carpenters make my company the best. Build your business with the North Atlantic States Carpenters Union. Visit nasrcc.org. Let's face it, shopping for a used car isn't always a positive experience. But that is about to change. Honda is bringing the plus side to used car buying with Honda True Used. Shop from a selection of vehicles up to 10 years old. Plus, get a Honda-backed limited warranty and other premium benefits. Learn more online or at your local Honda dealer. And discover the better way to buy used with Honda True Used. The following is a paid political advertisement. Kevin Smith, fighting for New Hampshire. Kevin Smith is a leader with the guts to tackle our biggest problems. Career politicians have failed us. Weak Republicans haven't fought back. Kevin Smith will secure our border, protect our elections, and stand up to the woke liberal mob. Vote Kevin Smith for U.S. Senate. Paid for by Stanford New Hampshire PAC, www.stanfordnhpac.com, and not authorized by any candidate or candidate committee. Looking for the best value you can find on a new set of Continental Tires? Go to Town Fair Tire, because nobody offers more value on Continental Tires than Town Fair. It's a fact. Town Fair offers the guaranteed lowest price, plus gives you more free services for life than anybody. For the best value on Continental Tires, nobody beats Town Fair Tire. And I mean nobody. Name brands at discount prices. Hey, football fans, it's Bob Sosi, the voice of New England football. If you want to know how my voice stays in peak condition, look no further than my cup of Bigelow tea next to me in the booth. It's an essential part of my game day routine. And when it comes to tea, settling is not an option. Bigelow tea, grab a mug, and tea proudly. As a safety insurance customer, I'm getting great coverage at a great value while supporting a company that shares my values. What do you mean? Like me, safety is committed to environmental sustainability and a better future. Nice. And like me, safety also believes in giving back to the community and has been a proud supporter of many local charities. Also nice. Ask an independent agent about safety insurance. We'll help you manage life storms. Listen live. Check out our podcast with the 98.5 The Sports Hub app. Matt moves toward Andrews with a reset at the line. He backs up, leans towards, claps his hands, takes the snap. A throw to the right. He's looking for Parker. A 50-50 ball batted in the air and then intercepted. Coming back along the far sideline. Across the 30. will make it the 25 and tackle it at the 28-yard line. Javon Holland with the interception for Miami. Didn't give him a chance. The ball's short. The ball's short here. He had him. Put it up there so he could go get it. Make it a 50-50 ball to him. Ball short off the helmet. There's the deflection. Well, I mean, that drive was awesome up until that 50-50 ball. And it was the one trip into the red zone for the Patriots today. And this is your red zone recap presented by Wind Waste Innovations. And with that one trip into the Patriots uh, for the red zone, that's uh, $500 given to the Gulf of Maine Institute to protect your coastline. Win Waste Innovations, the official waste and recycling services provider of Gillette Stadium and the New England Patriots. Visit win-waste.com today. That's win-waste.com. Uh, it's Jim Murray and Joe Murray here in the Shaw's Patriots postgame show, joined as we normally are by Greg Bedard of Boston Sports Journal, bostonsportsjournal.com. Uh, so the offensive play calling as a whole, I mean, obviously we've been all over this. You've been all over this all summer, uh, day in, day out at training camp. Uh, can you grade it for the day? And was it Matt Patricia that was the one that was actually play, you know, calling the plays today? Oh, he was definitely calling the plays. Um, as far as grading the play calling, uh, that's tough for me to do. I mean, you know, look, I'll just say this. I mean, they were outside of the opening drive, which was good. Um, I could say, for one thing, they scrapped a lot of their outside, outside zone stuff. I think they did two of them, and they weren't very good. Um, they, you know, the opening drive, the script was good. You know, they went down the field. They throw up a 50-50 ball, which I, I just don't like the matchup. I would have tried to exploit a different matchup there. Um, you know, after that, I thought they were they were pretty disjointed and, and pretty messy, which, you know, you would expect uh, once they get off their script and a bunch of plays that they've repped uh, a bunch of times. And, um, I, I you know, I thought they did some nice things with the inside running game. I thought they should have done more of that. I thought the, the Dolphins at times – we're licking their chops with the Patriots in their pass protection. 
Uh, and their run protection, they thought that there were some weaknesses that they attacked. The Dolphins did not attack as much as they normally do in this game. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, I thought this was, for the offense that we saw for most of the summer, I think this was about as good as you could have expected. Um, you know, my big question, and I'll keep coming back to it, is, you know, is that good enough? I mean, this is, to me, this is a regression to probably the middle of last season for this offense. And that's something that didn't need to happen. And that's where they are right now. Yeah, and Greg, just to uh, throw it out there, I said this a little while ago, the lowest scoring team in the 1 o'clock games was the Patriots. And the only other one that scored less than them is the Raiders at halftime uh, at the moment there. But the offensive line had issues today. I saw you, one of the first to tweet out that uh, Trent Brown did not want to talk to the media. Yep. This wasn't him getting beat. This wasn't him. You know, this was, I don't think he cared. That's just an opinion. What did you see on the field? Yeah. Again, I'll have to look at the film on that to really grade him. I mean, you know, some of his plays, um, you know, weren't very good. Um, I know on the strip sack, talking to a couple players, they wouldn't say exactly who was responsible, but they said that, like, that, that rusher is not on Mac Jones. That should have been picked up. Um, you know, in my opinion, it looked like Trent Brown was the only one doing sort of his own thing on that play. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, not a good look not to talk after the game. Um, but, you know, not surprising um, with Trent. And, um, you know, I thought the line was okay. Some of the rotations were interesting. Cole Strange goes out. James Ferentz comes in for a couple series. Kajus replaced Win. For a couple of series, that didn't surprise me as much as a strange thing because Wynn has missed a lot of time with injury, and you didn't know, you know, whether he'd be able to last in the game. Um, but I thought there were, you know, there were again some major breakdowns with protections, and that's been that's been an issue the entire summer. So outside of the play calling, what what did you feel about the overall? I don't know, preparedness of the team today. There were certain things that stuck out to me like a sore thumb, and that was, you know, too many men on the field late, and then. Everything they did out of a timeout, Greg, was a mistake from uh, a new a neutral zone infraction and some of the play calling, like you know, tie a, a, a run up to the middle to, for three. And it's just that's when you're supposed to gather together, get your best play together, make sure you're prepared, hold your water defensively. And it was just a mess. So in a lot of ways, it, that reminded me of the worst of last season too. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I, I think that you know this this sort of continues what we saw last year where you know they're just making mistakes that they normally don't make and to me that goes directly to and it's something i wrote about in my sort of preseason column today at bsj where you know i basically said one of my themes was i just think bill belichick is spread too thin and i think this team was always at its best when belichick had two capable coordinators and he could be the all-knowing all-seeing ceo you know, game strategy, you know, make sure, plug the loose ends in practice to make sure the team was really sharp. Plus you had Ernie Adams who could do some of that stuff too. And that's just, they're just not the same team anymore. And, and Bill now has to do too many things. And I think the, the attention to detail is lacking. I mean, look, this is a, this is a Dolphins team that didn't even play well. They, the, the Patriots, they, the Dolphins looked like a team, a young team under a first time head coach in this game. And, you know, they led, you know, what was a 17 nothing at halftime against the Patriots. That, to me, just tells you where the Patriots are at this point. Do you, do you feel that the defense is ahead of the offense right now? There was some interesting personnel on defense today that I thought that – I mentioned earlier, Phillips came off the field, next play, slant right over the middle, boom, touchdown. So, like, I just feel that there were some interesting – Judon off the field at one point, the, the personnel – that they had on the field at times I didn't think was great. Yeah, I think a lot of it had to do with the heat and first game of the season. The Patriots are usually a team that rotate a lot of guys early on in the season and they have the long game in mind. And I don't I don't mind that. It was certainly interesting to see, you know, even on the first drive, I think it was, Judon comes out of the game and Tavai comes in for him. Um, okay. I mean you know, you know they paid Matthew Judon a lot of money, and I, you know, I'd like to see him out there a little bit more. And he certainly played a majority of the snaps, but uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on with the personnel that I think I still think they're trying to figure things out. They do use about the first month of the season to figure out what they have, but I, I to me, the defense is clearly ahead of the offense. I mean, I thought the defense played fine today. You know, if they were a little luckier, Tua gives them a couple of game-changing plays. He sure tried about 
five or six times to give the Patriots or at least get the Patriots back in the game, and uh, they just couldn't take advantage of it. But I just think I think that the offense is is uh, is a long ways off, continues to be, and you know it's only going to get worse as other teams get film on on the Patriots and understand where what they're trying to do and what what their weaknesses are because as of right now you could see the first drive the Dolphins were confused about some of the alignments and personnel and stuff like that that the Patriots are doing that's not that's going to evaporate in about week three so speaking of you know look the heat today was oppressive um you know, I, I can't help but wonder because the little bit that I did see a Cole Strange at one point, like he's alongside Trent Brown, there was a decent run. I think it would have been. Uh, uh, they had one. There was one. It's like okay, I saw him stand out on, uh, and there was one run. I think it might have been by Stevens at the time. Either way, did the Heat also affect him? Because there's points where I'm here. You know, James Ferentz is in, who they just brought up off the practice squad. Was that part of that? It was a rest thing, or I just I don't know. He doesn't pop to me. He didn't all summer. I know you've said he looks a little undersized. What did you see out of Cole Strange today, if anything? Yeah, talking to Cole in the locker room, um, he's kind of a uh, – he doesn't use a lot of words. He's uh, <laughs> he's, a, he's, a, he's a minimalist, uh, I would say. Uh, good kid. Um, you know, he made it sound like it was a rotation type thing, but I do think there was a little bit of um, – I think he had had some rough plays, including I think uh, there was a sack or, or maybe the strip sack not too long before he all of a sudden got benched. And – uh, I think there could be something to it where, hey, let's let's give the rookie a chance to to settle down a little bit and clear his head. I mean, you know, the dude's built like a tight end. I think if anybody, any of those big guys could play. I mean, Michael Wenu and Trent Brown played every snap, and those guys are big hosses. I mean, just Cole Strange could probably run forever in this heat. So uh, I don't think it was totally about reps and things like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, he, he's – I'm sure he'll do fine, but he has gotten off to a little bit of a rough start. 617-779-0985 is the phone number. we got Greg Bedard for a few more segments. You want to join us with any thoughts you have on the Patriots' loss today down in Miami. Uh, they got the 4 o'clock games going on, Minnesota, Green Bay, among others. Joe's going to get you caught up with some of the latest going on in the NFL. Uh, but we first need to pause. 10 seconds for station identification here on the Safety Insurance 98.5 Sports Hub, Patriots Radio Network. <laughs> Patriots lose the opener 27, but could they lose Mac Jones, who was not available after the loss? He's dealing with a back injury. X-rays were negative. He'll be reevaluated further when the team gets back to Foxborough. They will take on the Pittsburgh Steelers, who got a 23-20 win over the Bengals today. Some other scores around the NFL. Saints 27-26 over the Falcons. Uh, it was the Bears over the 49ers 19-10. Eagles 38, Lions 35. Ravens all over the Jets 34-9. Washington got a 28-22 win over Jacksonville. It was the Browns 26, Panthers 24. And the Colts and Texans, they settled to a 20-20 tie. Games underway right now in the third quarter. Titans have a 13-0 lead over the Giants at halftime. Vikings, 17 Packers, nothing. 17-0 Minnesota right now at halftime. And Patrick Mahomes, three touchdowns in the first half. Chiefs have a 23-7 lead over the Cardinals. The Raiders just uh, scored a touchdown to make it 17-10. They trail the Chargers. And tonight, it's the Bucks traveling to Dallas. Headlines, they are brought to you by Valvoline Instant Oil Change. They want to help prepare your car for all your road trips. They offer completely contactless service with their 15-minute drive-through service. You don't even need to make an appointment. Visit getanoilchange.com for a coupon to save on your next oil change. I'm Joe Murray. Your next update in 30 minutes. That's it coming at us from afar. With Jones to send Parker in motion to the right. Covered by Howard. Matt takes the shot from step. Pressure from the blind side. The ball is free as he's hit. It's picked up. It's a Dolphin touchdown. And Ingram has it. Celebrating in his first game with Miami. That was ugly. Strip sack return there by Melvin Ingram. Dolphins end up beating the Miami. The Dolphins end up beating the New England Patriots in Miami today, twenty to seven, in the season opener. Sean's Patriots post game show. Jim Murray, Joe Murray, joined by Greg Bedard of Boston Sports Journal. You, if you'd like to join us, at six one seven 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 nine zero ninety eight five. 
You know, this season as part of their Apex Cares program, Apex Entertainment, they're donating $100 to the New England Center for Children for every converted field goal. Every point, every dollar helps. For more information, go to apexentertainment.com. No field goals today, but we do love Apex Entertainment. Check them out for more information, apexentertainment.com. So, you know, more on the Dolphins, it's funny. Like, as bad as the Patriots were at times today, sloppiness, some of the things I didn't like about last year, carryover. I'm not that impressed, Greg, like, especially with Tua. And I know, like, it's easy for you know, Felger's going to be here all day tomorrow and all week. But he's 4-0 against the Bill and the Patriots. He is, if I'm one of those Dolphins wide receivers, I'm shaking in my boots because that guy's going to get me hurt. Like, it's a, a a ball that takes, like, eight seconds to get there. Uh, there was I, one I, where – go ahead. I completely agree with you. I mean, I you know, I, I was higher on Tua coming out in the draft. I mean, I just think – and I do think there's something to be – you know, he, he it's ugly – it's, you know, some of it, it's not as bad as Tebow, but some of it's Tebow-esque where, you know, you're just like, how does this guy keep winning? But now I think he's 14-8 and eight as a starter. He's won four straight against the uh, against the Patriots. And, uh, but yeah, I agree with you. I, I don't know how anyone on the Dolphins, especially the coach and, and the GM, Chris Greer, can look at this and not say like, you know, are we a better team like if we go and trade for, say, Jimmy Garoppolo? I mean, I think the Dolphins are a way better team with Garoppolo and who knows this offense and could help these guys. Um, you know, he can actually throw the ball down the field uh, to some of these these targets. But, um, yeah, his, his processing speed is slow. Um, some of the balls take forever to get outside. They're a pick waiting to happen against some defenses. And, yeah, it, the Dolphins are not impressive, which makes – this Patriots loss even a little bit more disheartening in that, you know, if 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 this is a team that you're looking up at, which you definitely are, um, that's a sad state of affairs for the Patriots. Uh, the Dolphins only had 65 yards rushing on the day. Is that more of their game plan was to throw it 33 times, or do you think their the defense held them in check uh, against the run? Yeah, I thought the defense did a nice job in terms of defending the run. Um you know, I just don't know how good the. I mean, the, I knew the Dolphins were bad running the ball last year, and they ran for 195 yards against the Patriots last time we saw them. Um, of course, that was a different offense, you know, altogether. I just think they're. I think they're working out the kinks with a new coach and a new offense and 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 things like that. So, but I do think, you know, I, I do think the defense played well at times. They had a tough time getting Tua off the field. Um, I remember there was that one drive where I think they ended up punting, but it was you know, 10 plays in like seven minutes, I think in the second quarter where the Patriots had two thirds downs where they could have got off the field and they didn't. And those kind of in this heat and humidity and sunshine, uh, you know, those are, those are pretty big body blows that accumulate over time. So you've been as concerned as anybody else covering this team day in, day out there at uh, training camp this summer. So if you're a Pats fan, what do you hang your hat on today? What's the silver lining, if any? Uh, that wasn't a disaster that uh you know and i do think i don't think morale was bad in the locker room um you know most of the guys that the guys all said the right things in terms of you know whether it's jacoby myers or johnny smith um you know about you know you know we did some good things and uh, i think i think they did do some good things but you know i just think that the needle that they're trying to thread here between lack of top-end talent, um, offensive brain trust that doesn't know how to get you free plays and free yards and, you know, scheme up those type of things with um, as much uh, that, that you know, McDaniels could do it a little bit more. Um, I just think it's it's tough for them. It's going to be... It's going to be tough for them to be a whole lot better than they are right now. I mean, I think they can improve a, a bit execute a little bit better but their their big problem is is that they they have no explosive plays and it that's that's going to hurt they can't against the weaker teams yeah you know you, you can get away with that but when they start going up against the high power teams in this league you just wonder have enough in their arsenal to compete with those teams do you think they could have ran the ball a little more today I, it seemed balanced right between uh, uh between Harris and Stevenson do you think one of them should get the ball a little more? Again, nine and eight carries. I, I thought Harris ran the ball well. Is it something that they can try to do next week against the Steelers? 
I, you know, I think they like to distribute the carries between the guys, and I don't have a problem with that because I think they're both really good. I mean, you know, they had um, – I'm just looking at the stats. Uh, they had 17 carries between them. Um, you know, they had to pass a little bit more because they were behind. But, yeah, I thought the running game was the best thing that they did. I mean, I think they were clearly owning – on the inside runs, they were clearly owning the Dolphins – you know, outside of when the Dolphins were run blitzing and they and they got some you know negative plays, but I thought that was the best part, and I think they need to continue to stick with that. And almost all of it was their old school running game. I wanted to get your thoughts on some of the commentary from Bill Belichick today because I thought it was if, at the very least out of character. You know, he did this at halftime too. I know you're there, so you might not have been able to see this, but uh, you know, typically it's just like a couple of grunts and a snort to whoever he's talking to, uh, whether mm-hmm. it's Steve Burton or the national sideline host, and he goes in and that's it, talks about adjustments, it's something basic. But he said, really, it made it sound like, Greg, like outside of that one slant play to Waddle that, well, you know, it's a close game. And then after, he's also saying, except for two plays that led to 14 Dolphins points, it's an even game. That's Am I wrong in thinking that? Like, this doesn't sound like what he normally talks like. I mean, this is the way it's been in the last couple of years. I mean, you know, from his comments about, you know, Cam Newton and they didn't have much cap space because they sold out with Brady and how he wasn't making excuses, but it certainly sounded like he was making excuses. And then, you know, last year was about, you know, the bill after the bills, you know, he, he, he talked about how, uh, you know, was this just a bad night or is this who we are? And he also brings up all the time that defensively, even when his interview with Shaughnessy about when Shaughnessy asked him about the coaching staff, you know, he, a couple of times I think he answered about how, like, de- statistically the defense was good last year, you know, with Steve calling the plays. And, you know, that's great and all, but, I mean, I, I isn't that the same guy who used to say that, like, stats were from – idiots or yeah, something right. along stats, stats are for losers. losers yeah yeah and now they're okay to justify you know what his son does and then to say you know it was a couple of plays here and there I mean while there's some truth to that I think he's whistling past the graveyard and I think he's done that more and more the past couple of years where I don't think they face reality enough at Foxborough anymore when they used to be uh just unflinching in their in their view on themselves and looking in the mirror and saying what what we need to do better um i I don't think that goes on there anymore yeah you mentioned the morale in the locker room was okay how do you think everyone felt or the players felt this week going out early practicing in different spots uh early on it didn't look like it helped the team but did did you hear anything from any players this this uh, week about that no i thought they were I thought they were all fine with it. I think some of the players said that it it did help them today, and I don't think that fatigue or playing in the heat um, had much to do with anything in this game. So I think move by Belichick and probably something they might do, um, you know, for in the future. But yeah, I don't think I don't think today's result will suddenly make people be like, "Yeah, damn, I can't believe we had to spend five days away from our families for this crap." Like I don't think. Any of that stuff. Did it go work on. though? Like, let's be honest. Like, could that be why Trent Brown's upset? Could this be why you know Kendrick Bourne's taking? I'm just saying, it just seemed that to do that this week, did it really work out? And I just don't think it did. Well, I mean, you know, I, I look. Everybody knows my thoughts. I think a lot of their problems are where they are offensively, and that they're starting from a deficit where they didn't need to do that if they made other choices. And that's why this team is behind. I mean, I think if the Patriots had the offense, including uh, a coordinator of similar skills to Josh McDaniels this year and spent all their time on getting better on things, uh, just getting better instead of changing things, I think the the Patriots win this game. But they put themselves at a deficit, and that's where they are, and I don't think it really has anything to do with anything else. Let's talk worst-case scenario. Mac Jones is out. And it's bad. Like it's not just out for a couple of weeks. Say this is a bad back injury. Who is the quarterback? Would it be? Would they go with Young Bailey Zappi, or is it going to be Brian Hoyer? Or uh, something I brought up again? Worst case scenario, would they maybe make a call to San Francisco for a certain backup there? I guess I would rule out the Garoppolo thing because he's still you know the apple of Bill's eye. But it's no doubt Brian Hoyer. They could. They can't put Bailey Zappi out there um, at all. He is not nearly good enough he's not ready enough and you know at least 
Hoyer had a lot of good moments this summer. I thought the offense, you could make the argument that the offense looked its best when Hoyer was out there operating it at, at times this summer. And, you know, I don't know if that has to do with the blocking or the play calling or what, but, you know, I thought Brian had a very good summer. Six one. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I, I think we should start it now if you want. Right? If he's not ready to go, it's, uh, it's probably Hoyer, but you get ready. The Bailey Zappi call. They're gonna they're gonna butcher that last name for the if, if something happens to Mac Jones. God, it'd be like the same people who have Jared Stidham jerseys. They'll be calling in right. about Bailey Zappi, or those of us at a certain age that wanted Michael Bishop twenty some oh, odd years right. ago, twenty had a cannon of an ago. arm. Yeah. Uh, all right, Greg, we'll continue. Uh, if you anyone wants to talk with you at six one seven 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 nine zero ninety eight five. Patriots, a lot of mistakes down in Miami as they lose to the Dolphins twenty to seven. Now 0-1 on the season, getting ready for the Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh next week. More coming up here on the Safety Insurance 98.5 Sports Hub, Patriots Radio Network. Head to the world-famous Cask and Flagon on Lansdowne Street in Boston this weekend for all the football games, college and pro. And be sure to enjoy the delicious menu of game day favorites at the Cask. Coys Light, the unofficial beer of everything, including watching football at the Cask. It's Ford Truck Month. Now's the time to get a great deal on the only trucks built Ford Tough. Work or play, get after it in a new Ford F-150 or Super Duty truck. Get a Ford Maverick or get after any adventure in a Ford Ranger pickup. Take advantage of our best offers on the full Ford lineup of trucks. But you better get going. These deals won't last. Get to Ford Truck Month. Some models, trims, and features may not be available or may be subject to change. See your local dealer for details. We stayed at a nice hotel recently. Mini bar? Not included in the room charge. Wi-Fi? Not included in the room charge. On-site parking? Also not included in the room charge. If exclusions aggravate you too, don't buy insurance direct. Talk with an independent agent about safety's enhanced coverage options. You'll get expert advice and avoid an expensive lesson in exclusions. Not going to happen again. Ask an independent agent about safety insurance. We'll help you manage life storms. Football is finally back, and you can score big this season by heading over to FindMassMoney.com. There's over $3 billion just waiting to be claimed at FindMassMoney.com. From things like forgotten bank accounts, stock certificates, payroll and refund checks, one in ten people have unclaimed property, and that one could be you. FindMassMoney is free and easy to use. Visit FindMassMoney.com and see if you can score big with some extra cash this football season. That's FindMassMoney.com. Join the Boston Globe for Globe Summit 2022, The Next Boston, a virtual experience taking place September 14th through the 16th. The second annual event extends the Globe's award-winning journalism beyond the page with a star-studded list of speakers, including David Ortiz, actor Sam Waterston, Allison Feaster of the Boston Celtics, Mayor Michelle Wu, Jamie Damon, Dr. Ashish Jha, and more. Register for the full virtual conference for free at globe.com slash summit. 40 or 50 grand for college. 40 or 50 grand a year. Some people pay that. Seriously. No wonder the average time for students to pay off college loans is over 20 years. Think about it. It just doesn't add up. Be smart. Earn your degree for a fraction of the price at Quincy College. Or start here and then transfer to a more expensive school if you want. But don't put yourself in a financial hole right off the bat. Go to quincycollege.edu to learn more about how we can help you reach your potential. Quincy College. Let's get to work. When it's time to grow, you'll know. Ah, finally found a quiet space. Now I can get something done. Daddy's busy, girls. He's on a work call. But, Dad, I have the playhouse from noon until 1 for a tea party. And my dolls and I can't reschedule our nap time today either. (sighs) Okay, okay. Daddy's legs were falling asleep anyway. You know, Dad, if we had a bigger house, you could have a grown-up office. And we could have our playhouse back. You two are so smart. We We take take after Mom. Mom. A jumbo mortgage loan from Clinton Savings Bank may be the perfect fit if your dreams are getting bigger. Or if you are thinking of refinancing to lower your monthly payment, you may save hundreds of dollars each month. Visit clintonsavings.com to check our rates. We've got some of the lowest rates around in our area. Hurry and get pre-qualified today. As rates continue to rise, your monthly payment doesn't have to. Number FDIC, member DIF, equal housing lender, NMLS number 422081. Call 888-744-4272 for details about credit costs and terms. All loans subject to credit approval. Need a new roof? It's East Coast Metal Roofing's Fall into Savings promotion. Reference me, Felger, or 98.5 The Sports Hub and get 10% off your complete roof replacement. Visit eastcoastmetalroofing.com. 
New England Card Show. The largest sports cards and memorabilia show in Southern New England is coming to Springfield on October 1st and 2nd at the Mass Mutual Center. Over 300 vendor tables, the best in new and vintage sports cards, autographed guests, and more. Go to necardshow.com for tickets or cash at the door. The home of the Rivs, the Sports Hub. To snap it back to Jones with Montgomery to his left. Two receivers right as Mack drops back. He looks across the middle. Catch by Aguilar. He's hit immediately. Ball popped free. And now scrambled for the loose ball. Dolphins have it. But was it a catch? The ball in and out of Aguilar's hands on the contact. Nelson is trying to wrestle it away. Rolling on the field is a catch. Fumble recovered by the defense. First down. But he had such a good summer. Fumble by Nelson Aguilar and the Patriots to the Dolphins. 20-7 to today in Miami. Avidia Bank and Adrian Phillips, by the way, teaming up this season for Be a Champion for a Child to benefit the Boys and Girls Club of Metro West. No turnovers forced by New England's defense today, but all season long, Avidia Bank donating $1,000 to help at-risk children. For each turnover, Avidia Bank, honest to goodness, member FDIC, member DIF. Uh, Greg, I was going to ask you about the big addition for the Patriots this year. Uh, it was Devontae Parker who had two targets today, one catch for nine yards. You mentioned a little while ago um, that you heard that he struggled against other receivers when he was with the Dolphins. Is that what happened today? And would you expect more than two targets from the newest addition to the team? Uh, yeah, you would uh, You would expect that. But I think um, I think these Dolphins know. Parker well um I I don't know I know that the Raiders were very physical with Parker and he didn't have didn't do much of anything at the joint practices I don't know if the Dolphins sort of have the same book on him um you know he's not an explosive guy he's one of the guys who had the least amount of separation last year in the NFL and uh you know they're gonna have to figure out how to make this work they're just they're gonna have to get more chunk plays and I think you know throwing back shoulders to Devontae Parker isn't going to be a consistent way to do it those those balls are tough for a reason I know he likes to call them those 50-50 balls 80-20 when he's involved but it looked like he was uh about 0 for 3 or 4 today but you know I, ju- I was just watching a highlight of you know Johnny Smith uh, you know showed a little juice today they that's another guy they need to get involved a little bit oh you know what I want to ask you so you know people were asking us early on Greg before you jumped on like well could you got any silver linings Ty Montgomery, the fact the guy even played, like as it was when he, I heard he traveled, I was like, well, that's interesting. Because he went, when he went down and gets carted off against Vegas in the last preseason, I'm like, well, there goes him for at least probably a month, if not more. Not only did he play today, he wasn't bad. Yeah, I, you know, I, he's been a, he's been a very good player for them all summer. I mean, the touchdown today, he, you know, was a blown coverage by Jalen Phillips saying he was completely wide open in the flat. But even if Phillips plays that right, you know, I have a lot of confidence that Montgomery's going to catch the ball and make a miss and go into the end zone. And so, you know, he's he's a weapon there. I thought he did pretty good on, you know, pass protection, getting some things, you know, sorted out. And, uh, yeah, and I, I you know, I thought Johnny Smith was good with his, you know, couple catches that he had. He broke some tackles. Like, he, you know, and it looked like he was very excited and wanted the ball even more. I mean, the, I think the Patriots are going to have to go back and they're going to have to be like, look, we need to we need to figure out how to get, the ball in the hands of our playmakers, you know, whether it's, you know, Kendrick Bourne or Johnny Smith or Nelson Aguilar, guys who are going to make more chunk plays because we can't, we can't go 15 plays every time and score a touchdown. As you saw in the opening drive, I mean, you know, they had, you know, how many plays on that drive and then an interception happens that those kind of things creep up the more plays that you're on the field. It's the same playbook that the Patriots used against, you know, so many teams including quarterbacks like, you know, to a tongue of where, you know, you're like, all right, well, we'll just make this guy go 10, 12 plays down the field. We don't have a lot of confidence that they can do that. Guess what? The Patriots couldn't do it. Uh, Adrian Phillips got hurt in this game. Uh, yep. What what do they do without him? And did anybody see Jabril Peppers? Uh, I'm, I'm uh, trying to. Uh, I saw him get hurt at one point. He was getting tended to on the bench. It looked like some sort of like left hand injury or something like that. Um, Adrian Phillips is a huge injury. I, I do think, you know, while Kyle Duggar, you saw the strength of Kyle Duggar that, you know, on plays where he's coming ahead, stuff around the line of scrimmage, in the box, great on those. Um, dynamic playmaker on those. Plays in space, issues. And, and you know, that that play, the fourth down play, the slant to Jalen Waddell, 
was right after Phillips went out of the game, and I can't help but think that if Phillips was in the game, that's him and not Duggar, and, and Phillips makes that tackle. Duggar takes a terrible angle, and they score a touchdown. That's, that's the downside of Duggar and what's keeping him from everybody wants him to be a pro bowler and this and that, and he certainly has the talent to do that. But it's plays like that in coverage where you're just like, mm, no, the guy just doesn't quite have it yet. Let's go to Pat in the car as you're here on the Shaw's Patriots post game show. Jim Murray, Joe Murray, and last segment here with Greg Bedard of Boston Sports Journal. What's up, Pat? Yeah, hi guys. I was uh, wanted to know what your take was on how much Bill's trying to coach himself out of some bad GMing. You know, I mean, there's no question he's found more diamonds in the rough than anybody. But at a certain point, you got to kind of draft a star. You know, like I, I, I want to know what you think. How much of this is just he's trying to get out of GMing problems? Thanks. Greg, do you have anything on that? I mean, I think they've been doing this for years. I mean, there's certainly some cycles where Belichick's drafted really well, and he, he's, you know, made the right moves as far as, you know, trades, you know, like whether it's Randy Moss and Wes Welker and, you know, that sort of thing. Um, you know, Aqib Tlaib um, signing stuff on Gilmore. You know, he's had a lot more frequent whiffs, and, and you know, and this was also part of my column today that – you know, for many years, Tom Brady was here to be the great equalizer, to uh, to erase any mistakes that, or a lot of them, made in free agency and in the draft. And even Brady ran out of steam in terms of that in 2019, and it hasn't gotten a whole lot better. I mean, there's some good players on this team. Most of them are sort of role players. They're good in their role. How many would be, you know, good starters elsewhere where they're in full-time roles? I think it's very limited. I think that's part of the issue with this team. It's not only just the coaching, it's how much talent do they have, and then do they have the coaches to maximize that talent? I still think despite whatever they could have done in the offseason or the draft or anything, they were in this game today where they could have won, and I think the Dolphins left it open for them and yep. a late turnover. So, so as much as everyone wants to say, and you, I agree with you. Like they don't do they have a lot of talent? No. Like that's why they brought Parker in. That's why they they have Harrison Stevenson. But they still could have won the game today. I I think they beat themselves personally, and I still think the Dolphins are the better team. Uh, let's go to the always entertaining Jake in Boston uh, next year on the Shaw's Patriots post game show with Greg Bedard. Hello, Jake. Hello, boys. I hope you guys are having a good day. Uh, listen. For those of us on the right side of history, like you and I are, Jim, all I've got to do is sit back and, and laugh. You know, I have four tickets for all the Bucks games this season. I might start running charter tours at this rate. Um, apologies, I haven't listened to you guys the whole time. Two quick points. Number one is, do you think that this x-ray thing is a ruse to have Mac not talk about play calling or his O-line at a press conference? And then number two, and I think the other problem is, I'd love, I think we have the wrong Alabama quarterback. I, I'd love to tank for Bryce Young. I'd love to tank for Bryce Young, fire Bill, bring in Bill O'Brien, because I think that kid is a winner who did it in a non-COVID situation, did it again yesterday in front of 90,000 people at Texas, did it last year at Auburn. That's the kid I want. I, I, I still... I'm going to let you go on that, Jake. Cause I disagree. I'm, yeah, yeah, Bryce Young's meh, just like most other Alabama quarterbacks I've seen. And they didn't come close to covering that giant spread, by the way, yesterday. And it's no ruse. Go look at Greg Bedard's Twitter account when you had the video of yeah. uh, of Mac Jones gingerly walking in. It's clear. He's in pain. They're not faking it. Yeah. He doesn't want to talk about the offense and the play and just, calling. Come on. And just real quick, Bryce Young lost the championship last year. Bill O'Brien was the offensive coordinator yesterday. For all the people who want these things, like, did you see it on the field? I just That bothers me when I hear that stuff. Greg, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, it was like, they didn't. Every cover. time they college didn't, football comes up with they didn't Joe's cover. Involved, I kind of tune out. No, but come on, bit. like sorry. people wanted this Bill O'Brien thing. I watched it yesterday. It was bad. Like yeah, I'm watching. I mean, but, I'm watching Josh McDaniels going for it on fourth and four right now. It's bad. It's I all mean, bad. What do you want? He's got. He, you know, it's, he's just starting a program. I mean, you know, look. Joe feels the way that he feels. He thinks that any time offense is bad, it's solely the offensive coordinator and the play caller's fault. That, God forbid, you know, players aren't good enough for their I'd next I blame the quarterback shooting. on that one, though. Yeah. Bryce well, Young I wasn't mean, great. You know, look, I, did, I watched a little bit of the Alabama game. I hate college football because I don't have six hours of my life to devote to one football game. Um, but, you know... Look, I'm I'm sure they're you know I I think Bill and Josh are both very good at what they do. Are they perfect? No, but look, 
here's the bottom line, you know, when it comes to the Patriots. Like, and especially if they want to go to more of this zone scheme, you know, one of the things that's a, a constant is that these guys who run it, whether it's Shanahan or, you know, LaFleur or whoever, they all do it with top-end talent. They all realize they need top-end talent to make it work. You can't just let, you know, maybe you might have mediocre quarterbacks, but then you have to surround them with playmakers. And right now the, the Patriots don't have enough playmakers, or at least they're not putting them in position to make plays. So I don't know if you saw this news. Um, you know, look, assuming Mac Jones can be okay and play next week, uh, it sounds like T.J. Watt uh, is done for the year, torn peck for the Steelers oh, wow. in their uh, OT win over the the Bengals next week. So, yeah, I mean, they'll catch a little bit of a break there. But what needs to, you know, what are some keys for next week for them to clean up and walk out of Pittsburgh with a win for you, Greg? They got, I mean, it's sort of the same thing that we've been talking about. They have to get, they have to figure out the offensive line and they have to figure out the blocking because the Steelers, from what I know of them, and I haven't seen them a ton the past couple of years, but, uh, and Watt's definitely going to affect it because he's, he's a tremendous player. Uh, they have a great defense and, you know, they'll come after you and they'll, they'll come up with some designer stuff. Um, you know, I heard Trubisky was god awful in this game. Um, you know, did rally him for an early victory, but, uh, I would worry about, you know, how, how is, is this, is this offense going to score more than seven points next week? You know, I think I think that's the that's the countdown and the question we're going to have every week. Might have to look at the total now. Is your you know look we we, talk, we talked about the Patriots fans and how they, I mean we've already taken the fire bill calls before you came on all that. But is is your faith even a little bit more further shaken today, or do you see like this game and say you know, I know you're not impressed with the Dolphins neither are I and say no they can clean some things up they can they can right in the ship. I think they can right the ship to be competitive. Um, you know, basically today went how I thought it was going to go. I picked the Dolphins thirty to seventeen in this game. Um, if both teams executed a little bit better, then that score would have been in the ballpark. It was a you know shave off about ten points each for you know opening game and new operations. Um, so this is about what I expected. I thought the Patriots would look you know a little bit better on offense. I thought their you know their defense would do a decent job for a while, but then. Uh, wilt under all the playmakers and the heat that didn't really come to fruition but I think as far as the Patriots for the season you know I just think that they got a lot of work to do I mean I think you look at the schedule there's basically there should be five layup wins with you know after the first four games then there's there's about you know five wins whether it's the two Jets games the Lions the Bears uh, and the Lions and then you know there, but there's like five toss-up games, including they got a split with the Dolphins. At least they're already down one there, so they're going to have to beat them later in the season. And they're going to have to beat like you know Arizona or the Raiders or you know the Colts. Yeah, uh, can they do that? I don't know. I mean, those are going to be the toss-up games. That's how they're going to they're going to have to improve. Then it's they have a long ways to go, and they have a lot of improvement to wake on a week, um, to make on a weekly basis. Further analysis of this game, along with three up and three down, uh, when you make your appearance this Tuesday on Felger and Maz on 98.5, the Sports Hub. Talk to you then, Greg. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Greg Bernard joining us here on the Shaw's Patriots postgame show. If you're not already following on Twitter, at Greg A. Bedard. Of course, he is uh, the editorial director and founder of bostonsportsjournal.com.